That's what it sounded like last Wednesday at the Western Wall in Jerusalem. It was the start of the Jewish month of Av, or Rosh Chodesh, and you can hear two security guards trying to search a woman to see if she was smuggling in a Torah scroll. Because authorities who run things at the site consider it illegal for women to have a Torah and to chant from it and even to sing their morning prayers. So as the guards tried to grab at the woman, supporters of the Women of the Wall group who holds these services squeezed together and formed a protective circle around her with their bodies. And in the end, she succeeded in getting the Torah through to the women's section of the Western Wall, and their service went ahead, including the bat mitzvah ceremonies for two teen girls, one from Israel and one from New York. But the ceremony wasn't without incident. For years... When the women come to pray, they're targeted by ultra-Orthodox protesters who try to drown the services out and sometimes even physically assault the worshippers in the process. And this was extraordinary. I was here 10 years ago, and we were surrounded by women spitting and screaming and yelling. And while we were today, the barriers that provided a cocoon for the women of the wall made it an amazing prayer and beautiful spiritual experience. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, July the 26th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. For years, the women have been attempting to expand the right to hold egalitarian worship at the wall, not just Orthodox Judaism, and they've taken their battle to the Israeli courts. And now they've won a small victory. A Jerusalem judge has ruled local police can no longer search the women of the wall so invasively. No more rifling through their purses to check for contraband Torahs, only for security threats like bombs. The ruling doesn't give the women the right to use the Torah if they bring one in. That's still against local Orthodox Jewish rules. But the group is welcoming the judgment because they say it shows the importance of Israel's judicial system. At a time when the country's parliament just passed a law on Monday curbing the Supreme Court's powers to overturn government policy. As we approach the annual solemn fast of Tisha B'Av, a day of mourning for Jews, some Jewish leaders have looked at what's currently going on in Israel with all the protests about the Netanyahu government's agenda and the months of massive street demonstrations and strikes, and they see it as a symptom of the great divide in Israeli society about Israel's future, a divide between left and right, and between religious and secular. Some observers have likened the crisis to the disunity among the Israelites thousands of years ago, which led to the destruction of the Second Temple and the reason for tonight's fast. So on today's show, we're taking a first-hand look at what it's like at the last remaining piece of the Second Temple with the CJN Daily's producer, Zach Coffin. He's in Jerusalem, as you know, and he brought his recording gear to cover the Women of the Wall's recent prayer service, where he spoke to people on both sides of the dispute. Hi, Ellen. Hi, CJN Daily listeners. It's Zach Kaufman. I'm walking in Jerusalem on Aza Street. It's 6.30 in the morning. And I am on my way to join the Women of the Wall. And there are often thousands and thousands of Haredi, ultra-Orthodox protesters who come and try to disrupt their prayer service. I know I should expect to be spat on, for my talit to be spat on, 
to be called sort of horrible things. I've never been in a position where, just for being a Jewish person who wants to worship, you have thousands of people screaming at you foul things and spitting on you. I met up with a group of students from the conservative yeshiva, a Jewish learning center where I've been studying for the past month. We had to speed walk through the narrow streets of the old city to get there in time. Leading our group was Daniel Brustmeyer, a rabbinical student and one of my study partners at the yeshiva. It was reassuring having him there, someone who's done it before. Plus, it doesn't hurt that he's also a captain in the United States Marine Corps. Like me, Ruth from the Czech Republic and Anna from Switzerland were also first-timers. How are you guys feeling going to the Kotel? Exciting. Excited? Yeah, very excited. Yes. It's like a woman empowerment. You know, yeah. to be with other women, to see like we are strong, we can just... It's kind of like sorority. Sorority? Yeah. Sorry, I would put some yeah, yeah. French word. <laughs> we got to the Western Wall complex and passed through the security checks. Okay. I've just gone through security. And now I'm on my way to the women's section. You can already hear the whistles trying to drown out the women trying to pray. A group of around 40 men were packed into a small patch of the Kotel Plaza designed for men supporting women of the wall. On one side were barricades overlooking the women's section, on the other a line of police officers. And beyond them, hundreds of Haredi men blowing ear-splitting whistles and shouting curses. It's a strange feeling, trying to pray somewhere I was always told was the most sacred site for my people, while someone shouts in your ear that no one wants you there and to go back to where you came from. You're American, you don't even know what you're doing here! You don't believe in the culture, you don't believe in anything! Nobody likes you in Israel! You don't respect minority, you don't respect religion! Go back, go back to Tazi, go back to New York, you're not welcome here! In our group were the few handfuls of devoted Jerusalemite men who come out every month to support the women of the wall. There were rabbis and students from egalitarian yeshivas like mine. And there was Rabbi Menachem Creditor, a prominent Orthodox rabbi in New York, married to Neshama Karlbach, the daughter of legendary Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach. She was over in the women's section. As we got closer to the Torah service, the mob around us grew angrier and louder. Down in the women's section, things weren't much better. Two girls were celebrating their benot mitzvah. Maya, from New York, and Cleo, from Israel, stood and read from a Torah that had been smuggled into the women's section at 4 a.m. in the morning so that they could read from it. Crowds of Haredi women surrounded the women of the wall group. They hurled shoes at the Pamitzvah girls, spat at them and their families, and would later fling red juice onto their new white prayer shawls as they left the Kotel Plaza. But like so many generations of Jews before them, no amount of hate was going to drown out their devotion to Torah. Then the rabbi's voice cut through the noise, her blessing soaring over all the voices trying to shout the girls down. Misha! 
ידינו, אברהם, יצחק ויעקב, שרה רבקה, רחל ולאה, הוא יברך את בת המצווה, פרימה. נגדלה לתורה, לאהבה, ולחיים טובים, ונאמר, The women danced with the Butmuth for girls and their families. The men celebrated and danced with their fathers. A contingent of teens affiliated with the Noam Youth Group, part of the Masorti or conservative Jewish movement, drove down two hours by bus from Kibbutz Hanaton to be at the Kotel for 7 a.m. to support the women of the wall. The first one I spoke to, Roy Lapidus, said his father's family actually comes from Winnipeg. Like, have you been here before? Yeah, I, I've been here three times. Yes. How, does it, how does it feel to be here? Does it scary? I, 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 I'm not feeling scared at all. Because uh-huh. I know that we're doing the right thing, and I know that we have people who are getting us cured. And does it feel strange to, that... Like other Jews are doing this to you? Like how does that feel? A little bit, a little bit, but that's, that's the life of a conservative Jew. Yeah. To always like, have to explain everybody mm-hmm. what are you doing, why are you doing it, and, and that's my like, life work. Uh-huh. I think it's very sad that they, instead of trying to pray themselves their own way and try and respect, Uh, like us people that try and yeah. pray in a different way, they just try and stand and just unencourage everyone else. Both the women of the wall and the men supporting them ended their service by singing Hatikva, the Israeli national anthem, which talks of a 2,000-year hope of being a free people in one's own land. As the crowd dispersed, a young Haredi man, part of the group trying to shout down the women of the wall, approached me. He said his name was David, that he grew up in Brooklyn, and he wanted to know how the group I was with could think that they were respecting the Torah when they were so clearly violating it. So we're saying that you're singing that we got the Torah, but yep. I'm saying part, the Torah is, is laws, right? It's not just the, not just like some general idea, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Torah, we have it. We can right. go, you can go look at it, you can go read it. Right? It has all the laws and it says it. So how says what? I mean, it says all the laws that we have. What, well, wait, keep, what laws are you talking about? Say, that women can't pray at the Kotel? No, I didn't say that. So let's say to keep Shabbat uh-huh. and uh, you know, to, to get married and stay married. You don't only marry one person, right? Right. Um, and, uh, and keep kosher. Yeah. In general, these people don't believe in it, right? They're not religious. They don't, I mean, not only are they not religious, they, they believe not like that. They do that. There are, there are ways the right way and our way is the wrong way. I don't think personally that they yeah. think your way is the wrong way, yeah. but they want to be able to do their way. Right, so my question is how are they singing that song that's... The, 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 the Torah is, is the, all the laws. They're saying we're not obligated by those laws. It's kind of a contradiction, no? I think they feel very connected to the Torah. Like It's a big deal to them right, to be they, able to read from the Torah. Right. Well, and it's very... And so... 
Judaism is not just like, oh, you do what you feel connected to or you do what you like. It's you do all the laws because that's we believe in, in the, that God gave us the Torah. Right. So that's why we do it. Not because, even if, let's say, let's say we don't like something to do something. Yeah. We do, we do it anyway. But, but, to, but the Reform movement in general, they don't, they don't believe that, that the Torah came from, from God. And they, they believe their way is the right way. That it's just some sort of... You know, well, like, they believe they should be able to do what they want. Right, that also. I'm not saying they can't do what they want, but over here, well, it's, a, over here it's an Orthodox place, right? Meaning you, you, you wouldn't. Well, do you think. Well, I, that's I was, a question. Do you yeah. think that only Orthodox Jews should be able to. No, anyone could come. Even, even non Jews could come, as long as they you know, adhere, to, adhere to the way that it is. It's set up as an Orthodox Jewish synagogue. And I'll uh-huh. say, let's say uh, right up there. And that includes not reading Torah yeah, there. That's, that's one of the laws, right? I mean, the one of those that the, the men read Torah. The women are, are, are uh, the women don't have to come and pray. It's very nice that they do. Right? Uh-huh. There's no there's no requirement on them to come. Right? There's a there's a dome up right the dome of the rack the mask. Oh, you think right? they should go and pray at the right. dome? No, I'm just saying that you guys will never go up there and, and try to make. Uh, no, because right? we feel like we belong here. So here also, you know, they're coming and they're going against God. So we feel you know because we love God and so we, we're going to stand up for our religion and for God. Okay. Does it make a difference to you that it's other Jews? Does what do you that? Mean? No. Do you consider them Jews even, or if, if, if their mother is Jewish and they're Jewish? If they, uh huh. And does it feel different doing that to other Jews, or what do you mean? Like uh, trying to stop them doing what they see as their tefillot and connecting to Hashem. Does that? As opposed to, I'm saying, as opposed to what? As opposed to non-Jews, as opposed to anyone else. Does it feel like, as other people in Am Yisrael, does it? I would say it's a little bit worse because they're coming to a religious place and they're trying to make it not religious. Uh Ah. Now, they wouldn't say it's not religious. They would say that this is what they think what it is. uh, This is what their Masorah is. Well, it's not their Masorah because their Masorah was invented, right? Mm -hmm. Until 300 years ago, there was no no such thing as reform, right? I think you know that. Well, different... um, I think there have always been minority no, opinions of people no, doing different things. Right, but there was no, you, the, the reform movement as yes, one today is a new movement invented about a couple hundred years ago. There was, until a couple hundred years ago, there's no such thing as a community mm. saying, we're Jewish and we believe in this religion, mm-hmm. but which is not to keep the Torah and follow the Jewish laws. There's no such thing as that. There were, there were, there were Jews that, that, that assimilated, there were Jews that, went, that, that converted to Christianity, but there's no such thing as a Jew that, that would go and, and say, this is Judaism and I'm following it and the religious people are wrong and I'm right. That's, that's a relatively new thing. But there were certainly different communities who followed different opinions about one is more humra, one is more lenient. Not, not necessarily until the last couple of no, years. No, I'm saying within a halacha, there is such a thing. Right, no, there, 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 are, there is such a thing as rabbis disagreeing, but they're not but, coming from rabbis. They're coming from people that just that want to change the whole Judaism, that don't believe in Judaism, they don't believe in the Torah, really. That's why I was asking in the beginning, you know, how could they go sing Torah Tzivah and Moshe if they don't believe in that? If you, ask, if you ask like a real reform rat, whatever, someone who, yeah. who knows reform uh, ideology, yeah. then he, he would tell you, yeah, they don't believe in it. They believe in just some sort of like spiritual, you know, nice spiritual thing. They're, 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 you know, a lot of, a lot of not religious people like to say, no, I'm not religious, but I feel spiritual, right? Mm. Okay. Can I ask where you're from? Or are you Brooklyn. from could you, Brooklyn? And do you live here? I'm studying here. Nice. How long have you been here? Three months. Cool. After saying goodbye to David and exiting through security, I ran into four American women who'd been part of the Women of the Wall service. I'm a cantor from Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm here studying for the summer at Pardes, and I want to let people know that the words religious and observant are for all of us who have religious practices and Jewish observances and traditions, and that it's not entirely reserved for the Orthodox. Mm-hmm. 
How did it feel for, for you all? Have you been to this before? This is my first time. My name is Jennifer. I'm an educator from Philadelphia, synagogue educator. Yeah. This was my first time, and I was amazed at both how incredible it was to pray with these women who are so devoted to this, as, as I am, to to being Jewish in our way and not telling someone, letting someone else tell us how we can be. Um, and also to see how much anger and hate there is um, from other Jews. Very, very um, sad, really yeah. sad, because I don't think that so much of it is their own thinking. Right. Um, and I'm very glad that I get to teach my students to think about Judaism their own way. It was powerful and transformative. You know, we're all about changing minds and changing, thinking big and innovative ideas, and this is where it starts. Yes. Does it feel any different that it's Rosh Chodesh Av? Yes. Do you guys do, feel safe right now, but do they're you feel all coming unsafe? closer and there's no more police here. Okay. I do. I, feel safe. I do. I do. Stand your ground. Okay. In Jerusalem, I'm Zachary Kaufman. That's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Dr. Leonard Harris in Kingston. He wrote in saying he learned a lot from our two podcasts last week about Jewish relations with the Anglican Church of Canada. And we'll end the episode with a programming note. As Tisha B'Av begins tonight and ends after sundown on Thursday, we will not have a show tomorrow. We'll be back with our regular schedule on Monday. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. And have an easy fast.